0: welcome to part two of this out-of-line discussion with alan torp all right so tell me a little bit about your history of social media i know that you're a big deal in Copenhagen in the design world and and one of the, you said, only design bloggers that is Danish design but writing in English. Mm-hmm. So tell me about social media and kind of the journey there and what that's been like.
1: So I started the blog Bungalow 5 for about eight years ago, or yeah, actually eight years ago. Um, and back then. Um, it was like the early start of blocking, but there was, I mean, like blocking in what, where it was a specific theme. Uh, we had like blocks where it was more like a diary of like, oh my God, I ate this today or I did this today, where um, the, there was no other interior blocks around, um, at least not of my knowledge. Um, so I actually started a fashion block. Not many people know this because I had no readers, but I started a (laughs) fashion block a couple of months before. Um, and I, back then I was 30, so you can figure out how old I am now. But like back then I was 30 and I kind of came to the conclusion that I was, both too boring in my sense of clothing style. I'm pretty average. I mean, like, I don't stand out in any way. And um, I was too old for it to be interesting fashion-wise. Um, I even worked in fashion back then. I did PR uh, in the fashion world. Wow. But then I was just like, no, it's not for me. So then uh, one morning I sat down. And I was like, I'm going to... I'm gonna do an interior blog because that was sort of like, I think that's interesting. And there was nothing else. So I started the blog, and then pretty quickly, um, because I was in PR, I knew some of the other bigger uh, fashion and, and lifestyle bloggers around. So I got them to write a little note about me on their blog, and I got a lot of new followers that way. And after a couple of months, I decided, I started writing in Danish uh, only. And then I decided because I quickly got some questions. Could you translate it maybe? So for, I don't know, four or maybe five years even, I wrote both in Danish and in English. Oh, and not wow. just like a little recap, everything.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And then one day I was like, no, it's too much work. <laughs> so, And also, it's it's changed a lot. I mean, like back then, I would do at least a blog post every day, and sometimes <sighs> even two, where today, is maybe I'll do two or three a week. Yeah. And that's still a lot. Um, but I've been pretty lucky that I did that, or it was pretty smart that I did that transition from just being a Danish blog to be more... Uh, Having more international um, uh, feel, mm-hmm. um, I got to like I've traveled the world with the blog and met some of all the very big international bloggers that I've always looked up to, and now they're just like you're part of like that interior blog family. Yeah, um, it is a family. It is a family, and we all know each other, which is so cool. I yeah. mean, like. Some of the people that was around when I started, which was the people, the whole reason why I started, I looked up to them, is now good friends. So I think that's that's one of the coolest thing things I can take out of being like a blogger. Um, But yeah, in um, interior blog, uh, being a Danish interior blog writing in English, I've been like I get. Uh, exposure all over the world um, from also magazines and um, like Instagram other Instagram accounts so of course um, that's a pretty big thing I think mm. um, do a lot
0: of people in Denmark speak English
1: everyone everyone yeah I think you like you learn you have you learn Danish for the first two years in school and you also start learning English so it's part of everyone's
0: everybody knows. Yeah. So you were just writing in Danish as well just to like know your roots more yeah. than like a need.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And I think I even now I, I write better in English than I do in Danish. Hmm. Um I last year I did a I wrote a book that's also in English. Um so yeah, it's just a whole it's just a part of my my world. Yeah. I mean, and that's also like, coming here is not a big, that's not an issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to struggle to think of what that word is in English.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um But of course, you learn every day. I mean, like, I would think, like, if you go back to, um and you would speak to my English teacher in college, he would be like, I don't think Alan will work in anything that... Um is around English because I was so bad.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow.
1: I was just, I didn't feel comfortable. And I mean, like I was just in the back of the class and I would hardly say anything. And then, yeah, I got, I think what changed was I got a summer job or a winter job actually in London. Mm -hmm. And I went there for um, a couple of months and just that's where it all like you, you learn not in school. You actually learn when you can't speak Danish to anyone. You just yeah yeah um,
0: yeah. The daily the daily practice and the immersion of being around it is kind of the best way to learn exactly. anything really. Yeah exactly. I love that. Yeah. So what about being a, a male blogger? First of all, I don't really know many. But second of all, even in the Instagram kind of um, you know world of of people with a bunch of followers or people who are content creators. Um, I know some male photographers, but in general, even really great interior designers that are known online, very, very rarely are they men.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's very, and that's the same in like, I like the men in the business would be like maybe the owner of the company. Like you don't, or, um, there's male influencers or content creators that are more, it's more lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess that's the case everywhere, it's yeah. even the case here. Um, the thing I think with bloggers has just been, it's evolved so much, and I've tried everything. I mean, like I've gone from being 100% interior to be like more lifestyle, and then all of a sudden I wanted to show everything. I've never really shared, I've never been a blogger where I would share everything, like going through a divorce, I would write something about that, or like it's always been sort of like if you knew me and what happened in my life and that's still the case, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about between the lines, but it's not like I'm gonna just blurb out everything about my personal life. but being a male uh, blower in interior, especially in, in with Danish interior, I think has just it's it's been a like it's been good, but also sometimes a struggle because you know like especially today it's a lot about oh girl power and like top um, twenty um, women in the business. It's never the other way. Yeah, it's never well, at least not now. It's never like thirty powerful bloggers, male bloggers. It's not a, it's that that doesn't work the same way.
0: Yeah, so that's has that been a struggle?
1: I don't. It's not been a struggle, but I can certainly sometimes it's just like I can see some of my, um, uh, I want to say blogger colleagues Mm -hmm. or people in the business where they're female. They get a lot more. They've gotten a lot more attention just because they've been women. Yeah. And not like, I didn't get that exposure because it's not a big thing being male.
0: But there aren't that many. So it's almost like they could do a a story that's like, meet the only male (laughs) blogger. I know, right? (laughs) They should. And then it's just a photo of you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da! Well, yeah, because I think they're really, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm really trying to rack my brain. I'm trying to think of friends that i have that are male bloggers who aren't just like photographers who are posting their clients like today i did this photo shoot that that's one thing yeah but someone who
1: i think started as a
0: blogger and is a blogger still to this day that is a very very small world in general in general much less males
1: yeah And that's very true. I can't even. I couldn't even name five. Yeah. And I'm. That's my world. I mean, the majority is women all over the world. There's only a few that I know of that are male as well. And bloggers or blog in general have of course also changed so much. Where back at the beginning, you didn't like. We didn't take our own photos. We didn't style anything. We didn't share anything on Instagram because that was not there. Uh, It took me a while even to be like, do I do I need Instagram? I mean, like even back when it started, I think it took me a year or something before I actually started an account uh, on Instagram, because I was like, why do you want to share pictures? I mean, I didn't get it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And now, like, at least for me, you need to do everything. I mean you need to be creative? You need to be able to write. You need to be able to do your own photos. Uh, think creatively. How can I make? How can I make money? Uh, that was not a thing when we started. Um, then Instagram came. Then uh, like, um, Instagrammers was a thing, and they took some of the work. I like. It's just. It's always, it's a new struggle all the time. Then something new is coming up and then you have to change your way of working. Yeah. Um, And I enjoy that. I mean, like just taking pictures, not that I'm a photographer or anything, but I enjoy that process as well. And just styling a photo and sharing them both on the blog and Instagram. But I think still, bloggers still have something that Instagram doesn't. Mm -hmm. I mean like it's so quickly gone on Instagram the picture you posted it lasts for what a couple of days maybe and then it's just gone people don't really scroll through a feed anymore Mm -mm. Um, where if I still get people um, to my blog because they google something Mm -hmm. and it's a blog post I did six years ago
0: yeah man it would be so interesting if instagram started making our posts like connected to seo so that if it was like you could google you know beautiful photos in the south of france and suddenly some of the best instagram photos would come up obviously if those instagram photos have been put in blog posts or pinned then they'll show up but otherwise no it's not a crazy. chance. That's no. so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: So that's also, that's a big point in my business is like making it a big deal still that my clients need to book me because I have a blog. I'm not just an Instagrammer. Yeah. You're special. I'm so special. <laughs> so and I'm and, a man. Um, that and, makes me yeah. so special.
0: Everyone, <laughs> Alan is a man, a man <laughs> blogger. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's yeah. very special.
1: So if you're doing an, an article about bloggers or male bloggers, I'm your guy.
0: Please <laughs> let him know. He is ready to be featured as one of the top five male bloggers that exist, period.
1: <laughs> Even if you put me as number five, it's fine. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. I love it. So do you use other social media platforms besides your blog and Instagram? Or are those the only two?
1: They are right now. They're the only two. I think I've touched like would you say touch based on like I've tried to make um, YouTube videos just that was more for my own sake. I wanted to learn how to edit for videos and just like do short video and just film but i think especially in interior i'm not an interior designer i don't want to like for it to work you need to be super interesting or super flamboyant but for me just sitting there talking about oh my god i'm like i'm just regular i mean it's not that interesting i find i would i would find myself a little boring no i'm kidding um (laughs) so i've Just recently, I was like, I want to do more video again, but I don't want to do YouTube because I don't want to make a whole like five minute video of my everyday life or how to style this coffee table or whatever. So I decided to do more on um, stories. So I'm using storage a lot more, um, but not um, only just putting photos throughout my day, but I'm actually doing video and putting together as a proper like, five or six stories that works together. Oh, cool. Perfectly edited and just, it has a story. So if you watch from number one to six, it, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, and that makes it, I think, also very accessible um, especially now with highlights because you can save exactly. it yeah. instead of it being gone and then people being like, oh, I missed that yeah. that story about how to style my table.
1: Exactly. And, yes. of course, I highlight the best ones, but I think there's also something so cool that it disappears after 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think that's a very interesting point. On Instagram, that is just if you are creative with stories, it's actually so cool. Yeah, that's where it stands out. Like when I go through my stories, and sometimes you just get bored if it's someone who posted like twenty pictures throughout the day. You can be like, "Oh my god, I, I don't want to. I don't. It's not interesting." You know, mm-hmm. you needed something more to say on stories. I yeah. Think. I like that. Yeah. That's a cool angle. And I find that the more creative uh, you are on stories, the more people actually like it.
0: Having having sort of a platform like Instagram, but then using it in a unique way yeah. um, that also engages with the audience you already have instead of trying to start something new, like a new tube. That, to me, is everything.
1: I mean, like, we have all... Then Snapchat came, and then we were all like, oh, I'm going to do Snapchat. I was like, you know what? I have my followers, and my followers would not jump to Snapchat. They were just too old, I think. I mean, like... Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. yeah. And um, YouTube, it you need to be so creative for it to work and to put together a seven minute video or more it's not easy uh, I think to make it interesting even some of the most creative ones you get go like oh my god' is, like ten minutes of you talking is kind of boring it's if you're not super creative
0: yeah the editing has to be great to keep keep your engagement exactly. but I mean like uh some of my friends um Brett and Link are really big YouTubers, and I mean their team—they have like over sixty full-time employees. Yeah, it's—I mean, it is—they <laughs> have literally an empire yeah. to create what they create. Yeah. It's not just as easy as—I mean, I'm gonna make this photo shoot in my house, and then I'm gonna, you know, do it. It's—it yeah. is. I think YouTubing is uh, amazing, but it's definitely a whole nother level of yep. content
1: creation and and I think you need also for a blog to work, you need to be so creative. Even with Instagram, for that to grow today, you need to be something that other people are not. yeah Um and yeah. And just make it your own. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't steal from everyone else.
0: And, oh man. I totally, uh, if, I totally unfollow people. If they're, if they uh, just repost other content, so boring. it's so, it's so, it's not even that it's boring. Cause sometimes they're really good curators, but I'm like, Instagram isn't curation. That's yeah. not what this platform is. This platform is sharing your work. That means I don't want to just follow you and have every single photo, say source found on Pinterest. That isn't, That's not honest. No.
1: And yeah, even if they do that at least, but Uh, so many people are just like claiming it as their own. uh, Uh, I think at least now the new trend is also like so many people are just complaining about Instagram and the mm -hmm, algorithm and mm -hmm. then they're changing this and this. I'm just like, you know what, guys, just shut up because (laughs) Instagram is a free thing. And if it's changed your world, like, I mean, without Instagram, without blogging, I wouldn't sit here. You wouldn't sit here. I mean, you get so much free stuff you send around the world on free trips because of this platform. So if they change the algorithm, make it work. And the algor- there's a reason for that. It actually makes it better, in my opinion.
0: I want to hear more about why you think it makes it better.
1: You know what? Because if it's, if it was just like the algorithm, it works today. It's just like the picture actually lives way longer than it did before. We all work like then, it would be like, oh, I post at 8, 8 a.m. every day because that's where my followers are online. And That's probably the same case for everyone else living in Denmark. That means we were going to get a million photos at 8 a.m. People in L.A. wake up nine hours later. They wouldn't scroll through nine hours or 24 hours of pictures to get to your photo. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: because of the engagement and how the algorithm works now, they might see it. When they lock on the third time, because they engaged with you yesterday or the day before, so it just lives way longer. Mm. And I, my photos get likes for way longer time now than they did before the new algorithm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like what you said in in your uh, interview, uh, the the first episode. which is sort of like. Humans are always going to find something to worry about exactly. and they're always going to find something to like be stressed about. And so, you know, if it's not the chronological, you know, feed in in Instagram, it's going to be the algorithm and it's going to be it's going to be something. And it's and it is a little bit like, yeah, but let's be honest, you're right. We wouldn't be sitting here without it. Exactly. And how awesome has it made design travel relationships, creativity, exactly. it's it's absolutely catapulted us into a whole nother galaxy with what's possible. Yeah.
1: So. so just like and if if you don't get the same reaction today as you did two years ago, then there's probably something you're doing wrong. Or you maybe you haven't changed much during the last two years. So maybe people are just getting bored with your photos. I mean, like it's not the algorithm's fault that you're not doing well. It's just because you're not doing well <laughs> in general. I think.
0: <laughs> so, so tell me about um, when it comes to Danish design. Does Danish design ever change?
1: I mean, luckily, yes. I think what most people know and love so much. It's the design that was made like in the uh, 50s or that period we call mid-century design, um, which is still loved today. Luckily, there's now so many new designers coming out that, of course, they look back what worked uh, and get inspiration from that. and it changed i mean like a chair is still a chair but you can still get some something now that was not possible to do um 50 years 60 70 years ago which is possible today new materials or how you bend wood which is super interesting um so it yeah of course it changes um also like some they make alterations to design that was produced um 50 odd years ago and make it work for today's modern um, world. Uh, It could be like the fabric is better or we produce the wood in other types of wood that we can bend more that we couldn't back then. Um, So I think, yeah, design like interior and Danish design has changed a lot, but of course, a lot of people are still, they all want that like the Anna Jakobsen, the egg or the swan that's like, oh my God, I want that, you know? Um,
0: <laughs> I love it. It's yeah. so nerdy, but it's good nerdy. Yeah. I want to, we should start, uh, we should start a side project together called Bendy Hygge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bendy Hugo. That's a thing. That's the, that's the, um, that will be, um, the, <laughs> the title of the book. coming out 2019 (laughs) we're writing it right now folks today
0: you're the first to find out sign up
1: for the newsletter bendy (laughs) Hugan.
0: oh my gosh okay so i want to know i know that you keep your private life off of social media Mm -hmm. um and yet you said that you're you're like kind of an open book like there's nothing you won't talk about you just choose not to talk about it in your on your blog and in your Instagram yeah so what is the thinking behind that um in keeping yourself private from your feed and also what impact do you think it has on your brand
1: I think I think it's down to the kind of person I'm I'm just I'm not a big I don't share much to anyone Mm -hmm. I mean like my personal feelings or my thoughts I don't share with that many people I mean like. Talk to my friends that I've known for twenty odd years. They would be like, "We don't." They might not even know this about me, like because there's only so few people that I actually use for this. Like, do I move here? Then I would go to this person, or this is I'm going through a breakup, or I'm, like I would use different kind of people. So, but I think for my brand and like I've. As I said before, I dealt or I went through where I was doing more like a lifestyle, but now I'm going back to where I'm more almost hundred percent. It's just interior, um, or at least something around interior design. It could be like a nice hotel, but it's still it's not really. It's not a nice hotel to live at. It's more because of the interior design I would feature it. Um, So my personal feelings or that day or my personal life is not that interesting to what i'm writing about like i could easily oh i'm traveling to milan and next week and blah 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 i want to like i'm going with drew that's a big deal but to the blog it's not really a big deal like then go on stories and you might see stuff from the everyday life you know um, but I still I see some bloggers use that as a big thing. Like that's the whole um that's their angle their is all their about angle. Them. Exactly. Like they're going through breakups and you're going like meeting new people and make that work by all means. But that's just I don't think that's me. And that's down to that's not me as a person. I would never share that much information with anyone. Why would I then start to share it for the world?
0: Yeah. So is that you specifically or is that at all a Danish cultural thing that you don't just go around talking about yourself to others?
1: I think we're more a, a more private like we don't like we don't share that much. We're, we we again we want to be like everyone else and that's always been an issue especially so even if some people are doing super good then it's down to like oh someone else has an opinion and they will work to get that person down to a level again
0: interesting yeah yeah Yeah, that's also very um that's also very Australian Australia has a thing called tall poppy syndrome have you mm-hmm. heard of that?
1: no, I'm guessing it's the same it's basically yeah.
0: the same thing yeah. we're like when someone like shoots up above everyone else everyone goes like what's the deep what's the big deal come back down here yeah, and be exactly. with us
1: yeah yeah and I we think have exactly the same yeah
0: yeah yeah America is not we're like all the like who can be higher yeah. <laughs> like hustle hustle hustle
1: yeah. to the top exactly <laughs> um and I mean like good for them. I mean, like if you work smart and hard and
0: yeah. 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 It's very like land of opportunity.
1: It's still. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Air quotes land of opportunity. But it is. I mean, I had um, a woman named Lily on my podcast a few weeks ago who's a woman in her 70s and she immigrated here from Israel and she's lived here for 40 years and she's obsessed and she just says, if you if you bust your ass here, you there's no way you won't be a millionaire. Like th- there is so much opportunity here for people who are willing to just hustle yeah. and get out there yeah. and work and everything is possible here. And she's like obsessed. Like she's like, I'll, I'll always stay here. I'll never go back. I don't mm-hmm. miss home. I love it here. Yeah. So, you know, there are still people for all of the haters of America. There are still people who experience it to be something that allows them a certain level of, achievement and freedom definitely. that they don't experience yeah. somewhere else definitely. definitely interesting yeah i like it. Yeah. so i work with cat footwear for this podcast which is um, a brand of footwear that i love because they're well made and they're comfy and because they're all about creativity and risk-taking mm-hmm. and i know that you are as well and i know that you moving to la at least part-time um, is a huge risk creatively and just in your own like finances. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So can you tell me a little bit about maybe what it was like when you were deciding whether or not that was something you should do? And also if you're willing, tell me maybe a little bit about like an upcoming risk that you might be planning to take.
1: Yes. Um, Well, it's definitely, it's been like, it's a process. It's like, how can I make this work? Especially because like 98% of my business is danish design brands and that that's because that's my world i mean like i go to all the events i mean like and meet them on a regular basis just to have a meeting but if i lived here of course i would not be able to be around for everything and that's a concern like would i be slowly just like growing out of their mind, like being, oh, who do we go to? As in, who do we want to work with? Oh, Alan is in LA. Right. It's it's too much work to work with him now because we have to ship everything to LA and it's easier to just ship in Copenhagen. Um, but I think I think I've sorted it out now because still, I'm, I, I have a much more international approach and a lot of Danish brands really want to move into the American market. So I think that's a very niche thing as well to have. And there's, not, there's a few American or American-based bloggers that still do most of their blogging around Scandinavian design. But they don't know the people that I know the same way. So hopefully, or that, not hopefully, i am work towards that to be, it shouldn't be an issue.
0: Yeah. Like, you can be like the
1: bridge. Exactly. And the bridge to get them into the right stores here or get the right people to see these brands so they can use me more as an ambassador for, um, Scandinavian Danish design in L.A. or the U.S. That's exciting. That is very exciting. Yeah. Um, and luckily, um, uh, Drew, my partner here, loves Scandinavian design as well. So I can just check. Yeah, he's very minimalistic in his way of like his interior where I'm more because I deal with so many brands. So my house is just a constant changeover. So I have so many things in my apartment, which drives me nuts sometimes, but Drew is the complete opposite. He has like nothing there. So unlike the tornado when I go through, it's like 10 minutes in, it's like there's stuff everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did he have a good, uh, did, did you like the way that his place was decorated oh, yeah, when you definitely. first met him? Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. You approve? I approve. You're into it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> just putting my little touches in. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah.
0: So how do you how do you unwind? How do you self care?
1: Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, like I think especially when you work, um, you have your own business. It's definitely difficult to just switch off. And I find myself, like, when I switch off, it's like when I fly because you're not on any, like, of course, now you can be on Wi-Fi if you want to, but it's still. I try to at least take the 11-hour uh, flight here just to chill, not think about anything other than watching four movies. <laughs> um, but at home, especially when you have, a like, um I'm in Copenhagen and Drew is here. We spend so much time apart, so you have a lot of time on your own. So I feel like I just spend time on work. Mm. I don't re- I don't see, and I th- that's the lucky part. I don't really see my work as work. Mm-hmm. It's just what I really enjoy doing. So it's not like oh my god, I have to sit in front of my computer again. And it's Sunday. I mean. It's not a big it's I enjoy that. That is actually my downtown. Downtime. <laughs> downtown. <laughs> Downtime. Downtown. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, um, I hear that. I do. I definitely hear that when when I'm doing work that I love, it doesn't feel like work. So it doesn't I'm like, what? I yeah. like it's fine. Yeah. I like it. It's good. And I
1: think especially I tr- I try to travel also not only to LA, but at least see other parts of the world as well. And I try um more and more just to travel and not make that into work as well Mm. so a couple of years ago you would be like you try and make deals with hotels to get that featured and then get a discount or like get a night for free but then you still have to work and then you're there for a couple of days and then you have to take a so many photos and edit and write a story and then you're like okay I don't really have time to just relax and enjoy that experience yeah um so I'm trying to do that more and more not travel for work yeah but just travel I hear that but of course it's difficult because you still want to share yeah that's part of the life we're living that you you share everything with everyone Mm -hmm. mm-hmm so
0: are there lots of people in in Europe and kind of in maybe Denmark specifically that are would be considered like air quotes influencers or social media personalities that is there sort of the same Kind of vibe where in LA and in New York and there's lots of you know cities around America where there's little pockets of of Instagrammers who all kind of know each other and follow each other or might you know get invited by brands to do things together. Does that happen in yeah, in have, Europe?
1: Yeah, it happens all the time. Not as much like it's down to the city. Of course, there's like big influences in every biggest city uh, in Copenhagen, Oslo, Stockholm, whatever, uh, all over Europe. But because that group of people are not super big in just one city, that's where we are normally like invited from all over Europe to the same events. And that's how we all meet and know each other. Um, so yeah, there's personalities, but it's more like we all know each other. It's like I know everyone, not everyone, but I know all the at least the mature, older, call myself older blogger um in the business yeah Uh, and even from like fashion lifestyle travel because yeah
0: cool yeah that's awesome yeah um i i would need to spend more time in europe i feel like i always tell Jaden um because he's obsessed with italy specifically we've been there like three times together and every time he'll be like let's just go back and i'm like no (laughs) i want i always want to go to the I want to go to the developing world right now yeah. more than anything because it's changing so much mm-hmm. and I want to experience that and because I think Europe's always going to be there.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that is true.
0: So every time he's like, "Let's go back to the let's go back to Europe, let's go back to Italy." I'm always like, "Nah, that'll be there when we're old. Let's go to like, you know, somewhere that is a little bit dangerous and a little bit like I just I just love seeing that. Um I love experiencing a part of the world that isn't going to be that way for very long. I mean, not to tangent, but we've been to India five times together and I've seen it change so much in those five times because, you know, when we first would go out to rural villages, people are living in mud huts and don't have electricity and they don't have any... like. It, it's a totally totally different life and then going back a couple of years later and some of them have cell phones yeah. and you're like wow yeah. this no. is changing yeah. and then you go back a couple of years later and it's just it's and they changing
1: have danish the sign <laughs> <laughs> They'll be amazed. Oh my gosh. I will be amazed. I will be like, wow, who yeah. you get? And then they'll be like, oh, we read Bungalow Five. Of course. Of course we do <laughs> yeah. on,
0: our, on our smartphones. It's just incredible, though, because it is changing so fast, yeah. like in front of my eyes yeah. in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the generations after us might never even experience a world like that. Like that they might so. just hear about yeah. the days where people lived in mud huts or people didn't have um you know electricity or technology yeah. Yeah. so anyway tangent but i love i love the weird travel that's like let's go into the jungle and be really off the grid and i'm with you that sometimes travel feels like self-care and it's like the downtime but then there's also the part that's like but i feel like i should be sharing content and yeah. i should be trading for and it's just like no i'm just gonna go
1: but i think also especially like being a an influencer is that's changed a lot as well where we would a couple of years ago it would just be so cool or like we're gonna send you a free mug and then you got like 400 posts on instagram where today it's just like you can send me the cup but i want like a thousand bucks on top of that to share even like one picture on story that will disappear tomorrow you you know what i mean
0: it's so true
1: it's it's really changed it and i mean changed. i think a lot of uh, Instagrammers and bloggers really now know what they're worth and we should I mean it's a big deal like I get this all the time like can we send you blah 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 we really want you to feature it. and I'm like uh so you want me to spend two days doing content for you but you don't want to pay me for that work I'm like do you work for free no I don't think so
0: yeah and yeah yeah it's it's pretty true yeah. I hear ya yeah Um, so speaking of, uh, speaking of India and Denmark and America and everything in between, what do you, what's something that you believe that you have in common with, um, all the other humans on the planet?
1: Um, that's difficult. I mean, I think we all, I think we all just strive for, um, a good life in general. I mean, no matter where we live, we just want to provide for uh, the people around us and be um, recognized by and approved by our friends and family and parents and no matter where we live, I guess.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, looking for looking for a good life and and what that might look like, might be a relative. <laughs> Some people, what their idea of good is, might be different than someone else. But oh, yeah, of course. I mean, like,
1: yeah. Don't we don't have the daily struggles, like I guess people living in Africa or India um, experience.
0: Mm, but still looking for for a good life and for acceptance, yeah, just
1: in their little world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You've been listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee. Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using Out of Line Podcast. And let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?